Welcome to How Life Changed, a podcast that features stories of real people and how their lives have changed as a result of COVID-19. I'm your host, John Noltner, and I'm glad you could join us. Change is a constant in life, but as a global community, we're now in the midst of unprecedented change as a result of the pandemic, and it's altering our work, home, and community lives in unexpected and profound ways. Each of us will experience this outbreak in our own unique fashion, each of us a single thread woven into the fabric of this historic event. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we'll explore just one of those threads, one person's story, and through that lens, hope to gain some human insight into the bigger picture of what's happening in our world today. We're recording this episode of How Life Changed on Monday, April 6, 2020. Today I'm talking with Steve Wawerka, a fine art photographer who's on the road working on a book project. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, John. It's good to, uh, good to talk to you. Yeah, we, we should probably let folks know that we've known each other for like two decades, I think. At least, yeah. yeah. Do you remember how we met? No, but you had a lot darker hair and I had a lot more hair. So. <laughs> I was going to mention something about that. I'm glad you brought it up first. The, the, the shine off my forehead. <laughs> um, what, where are you right now? I'm in Florida. I'm on the Panhandle, uh, a little RV park called Ho-Hum, which is why I chose it because it just seems so Ho-Hum quaint. Um, I'm near, I'm, I'm south of Tallahassee on the coast east of uh panama city about 80 miles so kind of right right in the middle of the panhandle and what is it you were doing in florida um so you know i do art fairs i i print frame sell my work at art fairs around the country set up a 10 by 10 booth um hang my work on the wall and sell it there's a, a circuit of shows that lasts roughly three months or it lasts longer, but three months of real productive sales in Florida. So I was here for that season. I came down just before new year's and was planning to stay until, uh, well, right around the end of March. But, uh, as you know, everything changed. And so when was that mid March, they started canceling the art fairs and I found myself, um, with, a, a forced, recession recess forced recess that's what i'm looking for uh so i i all my shows canceled all the way through june and uh being in an rv and traveling the country i didn't really have a destination and at the same time um i didn't want to take it back to minnesota at this time of year so i was um needing a place to to you know to to bed down and stay in place so i found this rv park and and i've been hearing you know Karen and I were planning on getting an RV and going full time in the fall. Yeah. And, and now, you know, that's that's in question, like so many other things in life right now. Right. But I've been watching on some RV sites, uh, some, yeah. some online communities where people were having a hard time finding a place to stay. The campgrounds Absolutely. were shutting down. And did you did you have some difficulty? You know, I. Um, when. um they're, the stay in place orders hadn't even happened yet, but when the first shakings, when the first layoffs were starting, um, I immediately 
began following a number of other video bloggers, vloggers who are talking about, you know, who are full-time RVers and talking about where am I going to go? What are we going to do? And I really realized that for me, um, moving constantly costs a lot of money. My RV gets eight miles to a gallon. And even though gas is dirt cheap, it wasn't at that point. Um, and traveling costs a lot of money. That's the first thing. Second thing was all the state parks, all the federal parks, all the federal lands were shutting down. So boondocking, you know, free camping was out of the question. And so I just got on the phone. I, well, I got online and started looking for places and looking for, for sites and I started calling and this one happened to work out. Now, just so you know, um, they are not taking any new reservations. So I'm here, which I can stay here, but they're not taking anybody else. Nobody else can come in. If they have an existing reservation, they can come, but no new reservations. So there's not a lot of people here. I think there's 70 RV spots. And there's probably 25 people here. Okay. And everybody who's there, do they seem to be hunkering down for, oh, yeah. for a yeah, long mostly. run? Yeah. Yep. Yep. A lot of people came for a week and now they're continually extending their booking because it doesn't make sense to go anywhere for, in my case, it's, this is a perfect situation. I mean, I'm, um, uh, uh, you know, I found a spot, I'm able to stay. Um, um, it wasn't hard to find a place, but options were getting limited. So okay. that's kind of where I was going with that. So I did, I was proactive. I jumped on it right away. And, um, are, are people staying in place? Yeah, most people are, they're, they're, they're finding it's easier to just settle in. They're, they've got routines. We're all camping away from each other. Um, there's beach to walk on, you know, there's, it's, you know, that kind of idea. There's trails. And so it's a good place to be. Yeah. Talk about that. What is, what is the campground like? Are you really, you're close, you're on the water, you're near the water. Yep. I am, uh, uh, not even half a football field away from the water and it's, so it's the intercoastal. So there's a, a set of barrier islands, maybe, oh, I don't know, a mile off the coast that kind of protect the bay. And so you don't get big waves, that kind of thing. But um, there's, a, there's a little beach, you know, where people, where some of the kids that are here go and swim. Um, although there's a, an abundance of, of uh, marine life here. I saw a shark the other day. Dolphins, manatees. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's, what's the mood in the campsite? Do people, do people mingle? Do you, do you sit six feet apart from each other uh, yeah. and, and yell yeah. at each other? Or what happens? <laughs> <laughs> we throw rocks at each other. Um, <laughs> there, there are, uh, it depends. The people that are the full timers, in other words, they live here. Um, they seem to mingle with their little group of friends. You know, they'll, they, they're all outside. I've never seen people going inside. So they're keeping a distance, but they'll sit together. Um, the people I've met here, you know, we walk by and say hi and we stand and talk, but nobody's, um, you know, nobody's being in any way socially intimate. You know, there's no handshaking. There's no, uh, uh, you know, pats in the back. There's no hugging, you know, and it's just, everybody seems to relate to that. Now there are different ideas here. Some people, um, we're in Florida, so it tends to be a bit more conservative. So there are some people here who think this whole coronavirus is media made in a bunch of BS. Um, and there's other people here who, follow all the news reports and read all the articles and are very concerned and, um, um, you know, uh, are much more cautious about it. So you kind of get this in, you know, in this tiny, there's only what, maybe 50 people here. You get 
a whole extreme of uh, attitudes and values. You got a microcosm of America right there at whole hum. That's a good way to put it. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can can you describe the the rig that you're living in right now as the rest of us are sheltering in place in our brick and mortars? So I'm in a class C, which is, um, the, the type of RV that has the, the, the bed over the cab. So that's kind of what distinguishes a class C it's 24 feet. So it's about the size of a small uh, box truck. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, or, or like a food truck, you know, it's about that size. Um, and, uh, I have, altered mine in a number of ways one is i have a, a printer in here so i can work so when i'm doing art fairs i can re-inventory so i've got a a six foot wide printer above the bed or above the cab the back of the rv i tore out and basically built a garage so it's an art fair garage so i installed doors on the outside and so i can open those up and get to all my my walls and my work my inventory my weights my tent everything i need to set up my shop so that means inside the RV, I am living in 83 square feet. So uh, it's about, you know, twice the size of most or most people's bathrooms. Um, I do have a small bathroom in here as well. So I, but, but I have full, full, I have full plumbing. I, you know, and I'm at, because I'm at this RV park, I am plugged in. So I have access to water, electricity, Wi-Fi, cable, which is another reason why I decided to stay in place here is everything was in the, it was really fairly affordable. It was about 880 bucks a month. So it wasn't too abusive and, um, and everything and is everything is here. Um, so I've got refrigerator, freezer, microwave, stove, water heater, heater, everything you need. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a whole house just jammed into 83 square feet. So my (laughs) bed, um, yeah, you know, we were talking about this a little earlier, but my bed uh, is a, a full size bed, and, and during in at night I pull it out and I put my bed down. So there used to be a table in here, and that's gone. That became the bed. Um, and then in the morning I slide the sliders back in, and my bed goes buck up into a couch. And so then I have a, a you know rotating table that I put in place, and I can work that becomes my desk. So my couch also becomes my office. And then when I'm printing, I roll the bed out and I have these big pieces of plywood that I put on top of the bed. So then my bed becomes a work surface, you know, a solid work surface. So everything, everything in an 83 foot square space has to have multiple, multiple functions. Yeah. You're creative in more than a couple of ways. You have to be. I mean, even the toilet, I fill it with water and flush it and wash my hair. I mean, you have to have. Come on. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, you don't hardly have hair. (laughs) Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, like I said, I have a shower and toilet and sink and I've, you know, I mean, there's plenty of lights and I have solar. So if I'm off grid, I can, um, I have batteries and solar so I can, you know, I could, I realistically could stay off grid for, if I can make my water last for about two weeks, so about two well, weeks. What about, what about groceries? Are you unhooking everything and driving into town or how does that work? Um, I have my motorcycle. I have a little motorcycle, a little Honda rebel 300 and I have a backpack. So there's a town, um, two miles away. And so I'll just jump on, or sorry, four miles away. I can jump on that and run into town and grab some things. Um, if it, you know, I do like to move the RV every week, just to keep it charged up and all the lubricants moving around. So I'll, uh, you know, there's a Walmart um, 
about 30 miles away. So I went there once, uh, but um, that's in closest biggest town. But the, the good part is I've made enough friends here and people know that I'm alone and they know that I'm uh, uh, don't have the ability to easily move around. So they'll just come over and get a shopping list from me and I'll give them some money and they'll go and shop and pick up whatever I need. So it's a good community that way. People are looking out for each other. We all know that we're, we have to make some uh, sacrifice is the wrong word, but just changes. Make some yeah. changes. Yeah. One, one of the changes is I'm looking at you here on video. I don't think you've shaved in a while. Oh, you like that? A little is that your that? protest pro- beard? You said my protest. See, I don't, I can't call it a protest beard. I'm trying to think of what to call it, but you know, I've never had facial hair before. And a friend of mine in Chicago posted a picture and he said, day one of my something beard. And I thought, I'm going to do that. Why not? You know, I, I don't have any, I don't have anybody who cares what I look like. And so, um, I, I started growing facial hair and I actually like it. I, I'm, uh, um, I've been looking at pictures of distinguished older gentlemen and see what they, how they handle their beard. And I like the Sean Connery look cause he's bald and has a good white beard. So yeah, yeah. You're working on it. You're getting there. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> well hey i uh i want to ask you a little bit about what your what your normal routine was like before this change you know how how did you balance the art fairs and photographing new work and all of that yeah. talk about what your normal routine used to be uh you know actually it the my routine now is easier than it used to be believe it or not um when i was doing shows every weekend so i'm down here for you know, 14 weeks, maybe and I do 10 shows. So 10 of those 14 weekends I am setting up. So that means Thursday or Friday, depending on the show I'm pulling in, I'm leaving wherever I am. I'm pulling in, I'm setting up, um, spending the whole weekend doing the art fair. Monday is my, uh, my office day, right? Place orders, do what I need to do. Usually I would take Tuesday off if I could Wednesday and Thursday, I would print and produce work and then right back into it. Um, and so I really was, you know, my days were filled with, uh, running the business and that, that was it. I mean, it was corresponding with people, like I said, producing work, you know, there's, there's, when you run a small business, there are so many moving parts and they all need to be kept up and paid attention to. Um, now, uh, I was actually, I'm, this is going to sound twisted, but I'm really glad that I am forced to have some downtime. I've been going so hard for so many months. And uh, I really haven't stopped moving for nine months. And this is the first time I've been in place for more than four days. And it's, it's relaxing for me. So uh, my routine is now very different. Like I said, I get up in the morning, I put the couch together. At the end of the day, I take the bed out. You know, there's every day I, I go for a walk. I am, I am. Uh, so John, I, I uh, being here and part of my desire to stay in place and flatten the curve is I don't go more than 500 feet from the RV. So uh, what that means, I can go 500 East or 500 West. So it's a thousand feet uh, across. So if I walk that a couple of times, I can put in a mile. So part of my morning routine is a mile or two walking on the beach, just, just to keep myself moving. Um, before this, I was photographing as I traveled. Sometimes I would, uh, I'd have a week between shows. And so then I could stop and I'd make a plan to go photograph somewhere or I'd, you know, get into a little, you know, that kind of thing. I would just, I would do a little research and find a place I wanted to go look at now because I'm 500 feet from my RV at all times. Um, uh, you know, 
this book project I've been working on, so I'm going to have to backtrack here a little bit. The book project, it's called Undivided America. It's not a political book. It's about taking roads that are don't have dividers, about small, small roads. And I had intended to drive the Gulf Coast. I had budgeted three weeks of time between my last show, the last Florida show and my first show in Oklahoma to just cruise the Gulf Coast, just drive the little roads, meet who I met, photograph what I photographed and just explore because of of um, the the virus and being in place now i've changed the nature of how i'm photographing um i mean fundamentally how i see hasn't changed that much but what i'm photographing so if this is a chapter of this book it's called 500 feet so i'm photographing within 500 feet and after three weeks of or two weeks of photographing in 500 feet it you know it begins to get stale and it looks the same and so what's the fun challenge for me is actually talk you know i'm this is going to sound weird, but talking to, to myself while I'm out working is, all right, how do, how have I not seen this? What can I see different? How, um, how can I make a different connection to this place? You know, photography is an experience of witnessing. I mean, essentially you stand in front of something, you photograph and you witness it. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking myself, how do I feel about this? What, what does this scene make me feel? So I'm trying to not only witness, but feel, and then make that photograph that creates an emotional experience for me and hopefully share that with my viewers. Yeah. Your, your work is beautiful. Um, where, Thanks, where John. can people see it? Well, there's, there's always my Facebook page and do you want me to read John? Do you want me to say that? Or do you want to add a link? Uh, like what's the best way to do that? We'll do both. So you can, you can okay. say it out loud now and then I'm going to add it okay. into the liner notes for this episode. So people can always okay. find it and click. Okay. Through. Um, so yeah, you want to know where people can see my work. Most people follow me on Facebook and Instagram. My Facebook is Steve Wewerka Photography. Instagram is Wewerka Photo. Steve Wewerka Photography, Facebook. Wewerka Photo, Instagram. And my, my website is stevewewerka.com. Okay. And it is yeah. W-E-W-E-R-K-A. Yep. Yeah, got it. Okay. Yeah, All right. right. Yeah. Um, how long are you going to stay down there? Do you suppose? You know, John, I don't know. the 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 time I'm here is going to be determined by uh, a few factors. One of which is staying in place. You know, just flattening the curve. Um, the second is I don't really have anywhere I need to go. All my shows are canceled, and um, going back to Minnesota. I mean, I could go to New Mexico to see my dad. I mean, there's other variables, but the being in place here actually works really well for me right now because. I am taking this time to uh, learn new business skills, um, not only just work on my art, my photography, but also work on my, uh, my business, you know, creating more of a social media following, uh, creating um, different avenues to sell my work and hopefully make, make uh, a bigger chunk of my income from online. And so I've been just, I, I bought a course. So I've been studying that and reading about that and, and, um, you know, trying different ideas. Like I'm making a goofy video right now to put online to try and get people interested in what I do. So I thought you were talking about this and referring to this as a goofy video. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, Listeners, what? you can't see, but John has his finger in his nose right now. Yeah. Hey, stop it. That's not nice. <laughs> That's not nice. Uh, are you, are you at all worried um, that people are going to stop gathering i mean at art fairs where you go and you sell your work it it, it requires a mob of people uh no nah, we're not at all you know humans are 
are we're gatherers by nature. We need to be in a group. I mean, that's just who we are. So yeah, the, the numbers may be lower. It may be different, but um, that's why now seems like the perfect opportunity to, to grow my online side of the business. Um, you know, by, by if, if we're not going to be gathering in big groups, well, I can still go find my people electronically. You know, I'm trying to create an electronic crowd. Is that the right way to say that? No, something like that. Yeah, that works. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you think you've learned in this process in the last few weeks that maybe you didn't know before? One thing that always stands out to me and, and that it's the, um, for so long, especially on social media, people have been so negative, you know, so polarized, just opposite values. You know, this is, this is my agenda. This is my agenda. That's my agenda. And I'm starting to see this movement within all of my social media groups or people that follow me. They're start, people are starting to post different ideas now. They're starting to talk about thinking of each other, taking care of each other, being respectful towards each other. It's okay to have different values. It doesn't change the fact that you still can respect that person. And there's, I think, I'm, I'm hoping that the God's blessing in all this is that we learn to be people again, that we learn to, within the electronic personality, we learn to be humans again. Um, so that's one big thing I'm seeing that. And that gives me a great amount of hope. It really does. Um, personally, um, some aspects of what I'm seeing are, are um, well, John, think of it this way. I'm alone. You know, in, in this RV park, I think there's, I counted 25 RVers here. I'm the only single person. So um, I, I, I'm learning how to be okay by making decisions that, that um, are all about me. You know, like I had to, I had to come to terms with the fact real fast that if I got sick, I have no support. If I break my leg, you know, I mean, I don't, I can't, I can't turn to my family. I can't turn to my, my kids. I mean, I'm, I'm alone. So one of the things I had to learn was to be okay with that risk. I mean, it's, it's not that big a risk, I don't think, but it's still, it's still there. It's probably being in place, getting sick is probably infinitely less of a risk than driving my RV across the country, you know, mm -hmm. statistically, but still it's there. Um, I've learned a lot as a photographer. I mean, I'm starting to um, subtly change, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with some neat concepts, not just visually, but um, um, intellectually as well. Like, what am I trying to say? How can I say it? And making choices behind the camera that influence how I end up seeing and how I share and produce my work. Um, you know, working on just the fundamentals of my craft and, you know, enables me to take the emotional side to a higher level, which is, you know, so I'm, I'm enjoying that. Um, business wise, I'm learning a whole new side of, you know, I mean, to, to have a successful online business requires as much, you have to pay attention as much to the online business, to any business, as you do a physical brick and mortar business. So all the energy and effort I put into my art fair business, that same energy and effort needs to go into the online side or it's never going to be successful. And yeah. so that's been an interesting. Um, and I'm also uh, learning how to fish real well. Hmm. <laughs> I went to Walmart. You know, I fished my whole life, right? But I went to Walmart and bought a fishing rod and uh, – uh, so <laughs> I've been out fishing. It's great. I've caught um, a stingray, 
flounder, a lady. I mean, just like a whole bunch of stuff. I shot a shark last night. I've seen dolphins, um, manatees. So it's kind of cool. What else have we missed? What else is what else is unique about this moment in your life that you want to share? Oh God, John. You know, I I think the most for me, it's this. T- I've given myself permission to just relax and just you know uh, every every day i wake up so excited to just see what my 500 feet my 500 steps is going to present me um by simplifying my my life down to where i have very little um very few things drawing on me that i'm free to see and witness and experience you know i mean my heart is lighter i don't feel as much pressure um you know financially there's always, you know, I'm, I've got to be careful, you know, I mean, working for myself my whole life, you, and you know that, John, you know, you work for yourself, yeah, yeah. you have to, you always have to pay attention. Um, but I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really enjoying the fact that I'm, I'm just giving myself time to I'm get literally giving myself permission to just accept this as it is and grow with it and take this opportunity to, to uh, change who I am. Uh, not me physically, but how I work and and how I see. So, yeah. um, Have we, have we hit all the topics? We ran through the questions I had and, uh, and and got some extra, (laughs) extra little tidbits as well. So um, it it sure is good to get an update from you and to, uh, to check in. I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay down there. Um, Thanks for taking the time to share. I appreciate it. Sure, John. Well, I really, you know what, I love what you're doing and I hope that, uh, all the people out there will share what you do and keep it going. Cause it's really, it's, this is part of building that, that new community of, of people. So thank you. Yeah. Well, right on. We'll keep doing your good work and I'll look forward to talking to you soon, Steve. All right. Thanks, John. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for How Life Changed. I'm your host, John Noldner, and I look forward to seeing you next time. How Life Changed is a series produced by A Piece of My Mind, a multimedia arts project that uses storytelling to rediscover what connects us. You can find A Piece of My Mind on Instagram at A-P-O-M-M Stories, on Twitter at A Piece of My Mind 1, that's the numeral 1, Facebook and YouTube at A Piece of My Mind. Peace is always spelled out P-E-A-C-E. And you can find all of those links on our website, apomm.net. That's the acronym for a piece of my mind.net. Listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend to listen too. Together, we'll see the world in new ways, one story at a time. <laughs>